that, and that's where I think that this is because I've lived through blooming Brexit, and I feel like I was the only one that kind of got Brexit, and everyone else didn't. And they still say to me, "Oh, what do you think about it?" And I tell them, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's not very interesting." <laughs> we should, yeah, we got to talk about Brexit for sure. Just get it on the roll. Uh, everybody, just give me yeah, some just levels. Re- just record whenever. I mean, we just go. It's just, right, right. It's only a chat, and it. This is the thing about me is that because I do the pubs, uh, I am used to a, a level of social exposure where I'm speaking to people all day long, and that's been cut off. So it's. It's like an right. outlet for me. It's exactly. Kinda... Yeah, feeling a little <clears throat> pent up, right? Yeah. Caleb Stevenson. S. Abs and a six pack. We're here. It's Chris Arnold and Noah Noah Beamer. Beamer. And Caleb called in sick. And we're joined by (laughs) Goof. Is that how how I should say this for the show? Goof. Just without the syllable, try and say it. Just Goof. Like a Welsh thing, right? Is it a Welsh thing? Everyone says, oh, it's Welsh. And I'm like, no, it's it's not Welsh. It's just my initials. So take out the vowels, then. Is it just Goof? Goof. Take out the vowels. Take out the vowels of of the pronunciation. Yeah. Woof. Woof. <laughs> it's a G and a W and an F and an F. It's Quiff. Beautiful. I like it. My co-host with me today. Hi, everybody. I'm here for a co-host here, Carrie Casey Seller. We're going to sit in here talking to three beautiful blokes, trying to figure out what's going on in their life, trying to be a modern 30-year-old <laughs> woman, finding a new man out there in the public. That's right, because we're British, mate. <laughs> we're 100% British. It's the show filmed in Britain. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was world peace. Okay. Oh my I'm god. Done. I'm done with the clips. I just <laughs> always got to slip a Sam Hyde clip in yeah, there. Yeah. It's either uh, Alex Jones or Sam Hyde. Like one. Of, it's it's always got to happen. Yeah. That, uh, that is. A very he's the man with the computer. So. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, right before we start rolling, you brought up Brexit, man. What's going on with that? What's going on with Boris Johnson? What's he up to? <laughs> yeah, everyone asks me that all the time. It's like, oh, good old Bojo. Yeah, he's he's like our Trump, isn't he? Really, <laughs> he looks like it. That that was my original thought when I saw the first Except picture. Except he's him. not, is he? Because he's definitely not Trump. He's some geezer that's grown up in a globalist family in New York and has a globalist uh, upbringing and education and elitist uh, privilege. Um, and then goes through the whole thing like that. I mean, but then now he's a national hero, isn't he? Because of the the hoax, right? I, you're actually educating me here. I don't know anything about Boris Johnson's politics. I thought he was. Well, he wrote a book about Churchill, and I always say that to people. And I think Churchill's a very interesting character, isn't he? He's an agent of change, just like Bojo's a, a sort of another agent of change. Bojo, I like it. Yeah, Bojo's he's, yeah. he's Bojo the clown, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know why there are why there aren't more memes of that. I just don't know. I I, just, I always ask that, but whatever. What was well, the we'll backstory behind behind that picture of Boris Johnson, like with the British flag, like hanging from a a crane, like with a 
you know what I'm talking about where he's holding the British flag and he's wearing a British flag and he's hanging from a crane uh, with like a helmet yeah, that on. Guy's done some stuff. My favorite couple of boats because YouTube's great, isn't it? Because it can you can we should link all this stuff. You, you maybe you should watch them now. Like, uh, is there a text thing I can put them in or something? Because yeah, um, you can send me texts <laughs> on uh, on Skype. Yeah, uh, there's I saw one today where he like there's a, he's a <laughs> he's out in in Japan and he's uh, some sort of rugby thing with kids. And he just tackles this kid and gets the ball and then just steamrolls past like two or three others. <laughs> oh, and, and then he gets up afterwards and shakes the guy's if, hand. If anything, oh, maybe. probably in the UK. I don't know. I don't know where it was. But he, uh, the, one of my favorite ones is him at the um, Beijing Olympics when he has the flag. You should Google that because that's just a, uh, he's waving this huge flag and you, I just look at him and his little face and I always think... Uh, <laughs> Good old Bojo. My, my missus, she um, she used to work in the old telly world, and she said she what she did a day where she had to film with him because he was mayor of London, and they were doing this thing for Christmas with these kids, and they were giving presents out, and it was going to be on this morning show that she was working on, and uh, and so she went round and she she met Ed Miliband first, which was the Labour guy, mm. and uh, he was late and just an asshole and just just you know terrible. And uh, and then she uh, went to Bojo and he was there and she said, hands down, he was the funniest person she'd ever met. And I was like, wow, you've met some funny people. That's I interesting. I mean, you look at him. Someone should be say- mocking up the clown image over every single one of these. And I don't know why it hasn't happened. Right. I was going to uh, say he's at least similar <laughs> to Trump in terms of entertainment value. I mean, he, he's, oh, he's pretty funny, right? Trump. Trump's entertaining. Oh, maybe not beyond. I say they're par. Uh, maybe not par. Right, maybe that's what Trump. I'm saying. Similar, similar. Bojo's, uh, Bojo's speech at the last UN was incredible, I thought. Like, even if he didn't yeah. mean it, he was very anti-surveillance yeah, state. And he can he can write, and he's very educated. Everybody, you know, you got to take... For me, it's like the wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, I, I don't want to drag it back to the Bible too quickly, because <laughs> it's what... But it always comes back to that for me, but when you look at it and... I feel like that. That is the same and similar for Trump as well, because he's always throwing up the the six 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 hand sign. And and Alex Jones says it's some sort of it, was it was he say it's a uh, eternal victory or something. I'm not sure. I've are you talking about the okay okay sign? Like, yeah, you know, right, right. It, it, uh, it's uh, not as bad as like the Illuminati it's, sign it's, where where you put it over your eye, two fingers over the well, eye. Thing is, is that if you start acknowledging the symbols and the signals, then you have to realize that they're all part of a a, a thing. Okay, so you would be in the in the camp that would consider Trump not part of this whole Q QAnon thing, or uh, put any put any He's faith in that. All over QAnon, I would say that QAnon is definitely one of Trump's most uh, uh, relied on tactics. It's, it, it, it delivers straight to a base immediately, and. Um, I think it's genius, isn't it? Really, it's it's it's, it's a it's a great it's a great thing, and it's so entertaining as well. So you've yeah, got to leave right. it, haven't you? The the main problem I have with Q is it really takes it takes the onus off the individual because like the whole message is like you know Trump's got it handled, like the deep state's getting wrapped up. Just trust the plan. You know all these sealed indictments are going to come out, and like the the just the phrase "trust the plan" is what really bothers me about right. it. Instead this, of taking action yourself, because it's it's sort of over here. I'd say that's Brexit, kicking the can down the road, always saying that you're going to promise to deliver this uh, fictitious thing that just can't mm. happen. It's impossible. It won't happen. Um, right. If it, like, 
basically here's here's my thing right with it because you asked me the question i'm going to give you the answer is basically i think brexit is another ploy by the elite to further in entrench themselves uh, in in a uh, sort of legislatory uh way uh so that they're untouchable forever and ever and ever hmm. like just lock, lock it up basically and if they stay then that happens with the eu and if they go then that happens with how they do it um so I, when I did it, I, I do what I always do, which is draw a big old line through the paper and write none of the above in clear lettering or all over it. And I feel like the no to vote needs to be bow right out there. Like no to vote.org. It's a it's wonderful uh, website. No to vote? I'm not familiar. N-O-T-A-V-O-T-E dot org pretty sure it's that it won't have changed it's so classic huh no it's none of the above isn't it put that in the show notes for sure this is the thing when people say to me oh how do you think it should be done i feel like voting should be mandatory and you have to send some sort of thing in because it gives you a census on who's in the country it's a very good idea like vote the the politics is not has got nothing to do with electing people because the whole stunt the whole dumb thing doesn't change it always mm-hmm. stays the same. Yeah, it's all about censorship of the populace, because the populace, at the end of the day, are the biggest threat. Like those are the ones that they have to keep an eye on. Right. And so when you have Brexit, and I feel like Brexit was the perfect psyop for a censor, and every you get everyone rolled up, and they're all going to go in, aren't they? Because they've all got their opinion, and they're so important. And so you literally split the country right down the middle. And what an interesting way to do it. Um, Divide and conquer. I mean, I think it was probably part of the plan all along because we never jumped all the way in with the euro, did we? So, so you think Brexit was essentially some sort of a social engineering plan to bring about unrest, you know, by the yeah, elites yeah, yeah, to yeah, solidify yeah, like a power? Institute kind of brainchild. Okay, you know, all, the, all of the think tanks, all that sort of stuff, they're still in play, aren't they? Well, mm. they haven't left. I mean, yeah, last you, time I checked, you could say the same thing about Trump, the... almost. Really? Yeah, you could. Because I mean, Trump divided the country. I mean, not exactly. not Trump necessarily, but the between Trump and the media coverage of Trump. <clears throat> that oh no, divide. Trump did it. Trump Trump definitely divided the country for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, the country he, was he had the still country, pretty he divided had the under Obama it, too, though. So right. Except that. except one side didn't have much power. Trump was the outsider candidate. Essentially, he was one who wasn't controlled well, by the inside he's forces. That, isn't he? Right. Is he that? Well, my, my perspective on it has been not that he's an insider or an outsider necessarily, but that he's uh, an egomaniac. So, so essentially, he's doing what he wants for his his best interest. It w- was my perspective on it for a long time. But um, yeah, I, I know, would but, say it's divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. I mean, you know, having another like Pete Buttigieg style, you know, Obama style uh, candidate, I just feel like is not what we need at this moment as a country. Well, I, I, I hate to be on the other branch of the tree where Clinton won, and it's World War Three with ooh. Russia. Yeah, they'd be moaning us down <sighs> right. in the streets already over this virus. I mean, I'm Martial sure they're law. looking at a way of hopping over into our lot, start taking us out fringe style or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I still can't figure out where I'm at with Trump because I don't know. I've, we've talked about it and I've thought it over a bunch and it could be the deep state or whatever you want to call it. The globalist, the cabal is really just way ahead of the curve and they know that the pressure was building up 
with like people just being sick of not just political correctness, but just the corrupt establishment. And so Trump was that planned pressure release. And and maybe they are just playing us and Trump's all part of the game. But if that's the case, they are so smart because the, the way they just the way he is framed as anti-establishment and the CIA and FBI hate him and they're going after him seems mm-hmm. it's just uh, but then he fills his board with like big money banking oil yeah mm-hmm. I, I think the problem is with the word they it's that I think there's multiple they's within the government well, you there's put, there's you put multiple the three brackets around the word they right right and then, yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> well, well this is this is good though because it, it's sort of the model isn't it because if you look at the secret societies and how the lodges are formed and they all kind of go about their own edicts and their own rituals and they have their own kinks and quirks but they all exist and so all of this stuff kind of works in in that way and i think feel that that's a very flawed model it's entirely corruptible because as many good lodges as you have, and I have Masons point out to me, you can't rag on Masons because there's like truther lodges and people that are out there trying to do good work and all this stuff. And yeah, that's the philanthropic side, which is a, a very good cover, isn't it, for the other side to sort of carry on doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. We mentioned on one of our last few shows that uh, whenever someone has a foundation, you can almost immediately say that's a slush fund of some sort. You know? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. 100%. Do you know what I think the most successful slush fund is? What's that? Bitcoin. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it does seem like a, almost like a pyramid scheme type thing. All right, so I think that the, the internet was, was made, and then they, look, they looked at the internet and they went, well, this is good, but how can we do transactions like this? And so the network was then looked at, and then I, there's a, there's a, I, we can probably link it in the show notes. There's a, a document on a it's obviously been discredited now as fake news, but it was from 1996 and it was from the NSA and it was called Electronic Payments of the Future um, uh, Payments Using a Cryptocurrency Network or something like that. It's like a 27-page document. And when I read it, and for me, it looks just exactly like the uh, nine-page white paper for uh, for Bitcoin that was released in, what, 2008? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how how long were they using that network before it was launched is my question yeah that's a good it's yeah the same thing with even facebook how like uh the cia had this whole program on surveilling citizens that they discontinued and shut down the day that facebook launched and it's like oh, that could be a coincidence or but here's what i found about that um See, the title of this article is this is what the nsa told their employees about digital currencies in 1995 that was it, 95. Yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll got it somewhere. Show it was one of those articles, you, you, well, the documents you just got to take, haven't you, and, and own. Yeah, I'll, ownership I'll definitely link thing. that. We probably shouldn't get, get into that so soon. I mean, I don't personally believe that it, it really exists. What? It what really exists? Ownership of anything. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's honestly, that can come down to a philosophical conversation there. Mm, yeah but it is kind of very prevalent because people are sort of dependent on their um items that they have you know their materialistic objects their their phones like my missus she really wants me to um get her a new phone she's her contractor up so i've got to speak to the phone companies and to be to be fair i am one of the best people to speak to companies because i have a way of doing it that is foolproof 
and can't really it's like following a script you know how like jordan belfort follows the script in the wolf yeah. of wall street yeah mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing and there's nothing they can do about it and it's um, right so for, first off i go hi how you doing are you having a good day and they go oh yeah it's yeah it's all right i'm working from home at the moment so you know it's uh it's not too bad <laughs> and, then, and then anyway i say uh, well i just let, like to let you know that I'm recording this call for record keeping and training purposes. And then they go, oh. <laughs> Turn it around on them. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is my whole thing. It's like, if they're going to do that and they're going to say that we live in a duality universe where up is up and down is down and, and black and white and red and blue and all the two options that you've got, Trump and mm-hmm. Clinton and Bojo and, and the Labour conservatives, the whole thing. And uh, then you, we can use that and say, well, the stuff that they use, use. Like the vaccines, mm-hmm. where we say, "Oh, you should get a, a, a vaccine truther shot." <laughs> I like that, right? Hmm. Well, actually, that makes me think. Uh, made me think about a question here. What's the uh, What's the quarantine like in your area? Because you were saying, you know, how people people need their well, things and stuff what, like how that. How about this, right? So, boots on the ground report. The other day was my cousin's birthday, and people have been going around to my nan and sitting outside her house and having a chat with her because. Minan's great and she's good company and she's you know she sits and has a cup of tea and you sit and the weather's been amazing because there's no blooming planes above us and the geoengineering project that's existed for decades <laughs> has just suddenly stopped or, or right. like totally finished or but it's not because i'm still looking at it and i feel like there's something going on here with that but let's jump in tack anyway so we went out and we, it was my cousin's birthday and there was quite a few of us and she asked her neighbor if we could go in the driveway and all that and we did and I was sort of thinking this is weird because my aunt's got a great garden that everyone can go in and out of without going in her house. And uh, it's quite secluded and you could do all this, but much nicer. Um, and then my nan, she's so sort of brainwashed by the whole thing that she doesn't want to leave her house. So she's now on a, what's it called? An ag- uh, agoraphobiac, ag- mm. agoraphobiac, whatever yeah. it is. I'm not, I'm not words, familiar words, with the term. Yeah. Well, it's the phobia of going outside one's house. Oh, gotcha. And this is why I think that something that is happening here, well, on one hand, uh, which I feel like is the most insulting, is that it's generational warfare. And it's looking at the old class and saying you are useless eaters. As Kissinger said, didn't he, in his book? Yep. Uh, I think word for word he's called them useless eaters. The show, that's for sure. Show nuts. <laughs> Like a bowl of show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say a bowl of them or Ebola? Ebola, Ebola show notes. <laughs> no, like an A-bowl, like I was thinking on a, like on a bar side. You know, we have the nuts and everyone's always like <laughs> right, the so, buffet mix or whatever they use. So essentially you're saying like the paranoia is kind of setting in? Yeah, so she spires. won't leave her house. And I said to her, I said, well, Nan, it's, you know, this is silly. We should definitely do this around Kate's because all your neighbors are going to be watching what you're doing. And what you're doing is inciting um, willful disorder. What if everybody started doing this on a lovely day like this? You'd have a street mm-hmm. party in seconds. And the <laughs> right. thing is, is that, that that is totally true. You really will have street parties in seconds when it comes to that sort of thing because you can't lock these people up for too long because they're all uh, high-functioning alcoholics and uh on their pills and whatever everyone's got going on i mean from my opinion if you go to britain and i said to any one of you lot if, i don't know if any of you have been over here have any of you been to gitmo east nope I've, been, I've only been to canada twice man <laughs> that's what the, 
I've never <laughs> right. been on the other side. This is what you find out, right? If you went all over the place and you, tr- you drove around, you stopped off and you did all sorts of stuff, you'd see lots and lots of uh, pubs for one, churches for another. So you've got to always assume that uh, at large, there's a, there's a class of people over here that are just God-fearing drunkards. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly not too far off from the Bible Belt where we're at yeah. in, uh, in the U.S. Yeah, the ba- lots of churches, lots of bars. Yeah, lots of Presbyterians, here's, here's Baptists. My, here's my theory now, which I'm, I'm just working on on the fly here, but what if uh, Brexit was the census, and when you found out the census was overwhelmingly, say, disproportionate in age, and that a certain populace were, were wise to the tactics that were at play, and they were they had a bit more life experience about them, and so they voted in a certain way. And then, but you had this tool that was there that could specifically target them, and you could curtail them into sort of you could traumatize them by saying to them, "If you leave your house, you might die." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the, the virus isn't uh, just the boomer remover in a literal sense that it is more likely to kill old people. It's also Old people are the people that watch the news, and they're the ones getting freaked out by it. So yeah, it's mm. double whammy, right? Well, there's two viruses at play, aren't there? Well, there's many viruses. It's a yeah. full, it's a full dom- like full frontal attack on. It's, I think it, what they call it, full spectrum dominance. Yeah, I mean we're on the way there. Side question, real quick though: How bad is the generational divide over here? It's here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that for nothing. I think you broke up there a little bit. How bad is the generational divide? Yeah, how bad is the generational divide in the vote, yay or nay, on Brexit? Is it because I, I think I heard yeah. something about is it the I mean, older generation well, that's that, whilst we're on the topic of full frontal dominance, and I don't know why my connection broke out there, but yeah. maybe if I've got my finger on the pulse, we should press a little harder. Uh, <laughs> this is something that's definitely happening over here and everywhere. I would say. Well, I was trying to. I always say to when I speak to Americans. Where should I go? Because if I have to bug out, and now I don't intend on bugging out, I'm not going to make that abundantly clear for any reason at all. Because I think that the the closer you stay to where you're born, the better off you've got your chances. Hmm. On a metaphysical level, kind of? On a spiritual level, almost. Like your mm-hmm. your energy is stronger there. That's where you, where you entered into the the sort of... That's dome. interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Home oh. is where the heart is. It's good to travel, but yeah, like your home is always going to be your home. Where it's you definitely good to travel. You can definitely give it a, give it a whirl, but hmm. yeah. And I think uh, if you took a, a census of the planet, a lot of people, through whether it's their choice or not, but you'd find out that the majority of people stay within a, a very close distance to where they're born. That's true. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I know I haven't left uh, my area, you know, since I since I was born for the most part. So, Knoxville, you know, yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, I will say one thing I've noticed about this whole quarantine thing: it seems like people are getting very tense. Uh, one of my or three of my four jobs is as a delivery driver for various companies, and in the last week, I've had almost three fights break out unprovoked by me between me and strangers. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Give us the first one then. What happened with the first one? I want to hear this. All right. So, the first time I was driving down the interstate, some guy uh, is going probably 90 miles an hour and uh, switches lanes. Inside or outside? 
uh, on the he's coming up on the outside lane and he's cutting through my lane in between a space that's barely big enough for his car to fit and going in into the mind, lane. Next I'm like time. translating it into English lanes. Right. And that so like yeah, a just really douchebag move to do. Right. Just do exactly. It like through a mirror. N- nearly hit yes, me, basically. Yeah, through a mirror. Right. Right. <laughs> so he nearly hit me. So I gave him, you know, a, a quick little honk. Right. You know, like, oh. hey, wa- watch where you're going. Uh oh. And How aggressive was the honk out of ten? Was it like a real uh, uh, or was it just a uh, no, or one one quick? one solid uh, probably about maybe two solid seconds long. Whoa. All okay. right. Well, That's he I mean, then, he's he's like he scared me. Down. I mean, pretty bad. You know, he almost killed me, and he pro- he like he would have caused a massive wreck on the interstate if he kept going the way he was. Anyway, you're about to find out what kind of guy this is. Um, so <laughs> he, I switched lanes to the right and he immediately gets in front of me, um, and tries to slow down. And I mean, my, my car's actually pretty fast. So I immediately whipped around him and, and zoomed up a little bit faster to get past him. And then he just started chasing me. Uh, I went <laughs> oh. off on an off ramp and he got in front of me and tried to block the entire ramp. I backed up in reverse and then went around him. Uh, Can I ask a question at this point? Uh, cause in America, obviously, uh, everyone's strapped, aren't they? Yes, that's why I don't want to stop. You understand? He he wants to stop and get out of the car and 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 take this What's to a little fight, right? a literal yes, either a gunfight or some sort of a fist fight. Guy gets out, not to stereotype or anything, but he's pretty ripped. Uh, uh, you know, African American guy. Um, could be a roid head, couldn't he? Yeah, could have. I mean, and the thing is, I'm not trained in any martial arts, so I don't I don't want to I don't want to get out of my car. I've got two kids, man. I got oh, I, I got I, I got shit very, to live for. Like, uh, <laughs> like non confrontational everything, man. Right. Like, I don't see the sense in co- confrontation. Like I would I, I, normally when somebody does something on the road that's me, instead of honk them, I would do like the peace sign or the love sign. I'll just be like, you know, peace and light, love, love and light, whatever. <laughs> like Ringo. Well, I applaud you, sir, and your resilience. But when I I'm moving 80 like miles an hour, man, tensions get high. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've, that's the thing. That's the thing. And I, I've also felt like working behind a bar when you get a shifty guy come in. Right. And you look at him and everyone looks at him and you know what's going to happen. And you know what's going to happen, so you've got to address it straight away. It's like a bad zip that needs to be popped right. immediately. Um, right. Well, the people take that a... save zip, zip, zip us up is just... <laughs> <laughs> so well, wait. well, to take it back to the Bible like you were about to do earlier, There's a, I'm pretty sure there's a passage in the Psalms that talks about uh, uh, let your, your words of kindness be coals upon an angry man's head or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not... That, I mean, that's a that's that's a good one. You've you've dug that one out there. <laughs> so wait, wait, after the the interstate incident, were there any of these that were like at, not car involved? Like you were dropping? Oh food? yeah, the, 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 ne- yeah, yeah what the next two. So you, got, you pulled over. Right. So I pulled over, and then he tried to stop me, and he got out of his car and started walking toward mine. I immediately whip it into reverse, go around him on the ramp <laughs> uh, without any room, and then he hops back in his car, and it <gasps> becomes a car chase. Uh, <laughs> no. We were we were on a ramp. I was uh, going forty uh, west, and we were on a ramp that was turning around, going forty east. So now it's uh, like proper dangerous. Now you're, yeah, you're proper dangerous. Like bad boys. Weaving bad boys. in, weaving in between <laughs> cars. I, I got up to I think 140 miles per hour trying to escape this guy. Whoa. At a certain point, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. 140. Whoa. At a certain point, wouldn't it be smart to just drive slow and eventually he'll get tired of being behind you and pass you? What's he no. gonna do? Uh, ram you? Uh, yeah, yeah he's gonna ram me. Yeah. No, no, man. You don't. You don't understand. This guy literally came up within inches of my car. He was trying to run me yeah. off of the ramp. This guy 
was trying to murder me uh, so you because that, I honked at him. I called the cops, uh, went to exit 389, stopped. He eventually, well, actually, so what happened was I went on exit 388. Dude, uh, once again, was uh, got in front of me, tried to slow down, cut me off. But right at the last second, I whipped back onto the interstate so that he would have to reverse to get back on the interstate and follow me. Got on the phone with the cops. He saw me on the phone and eventually stopped pursuing. So this guy, I, I mean, you were there. I wouldn't. But it sounds to me like this isn't necessarily uh, quarantine or coronavirus related. This guy just sounds like a dick. Uh, more like an, just completely insane. I mean, the drastic consideration, haven't you? Yeah, the the, the uh, I mean, radical response in in proportion to just a, a basic honk was. What's the traffic like out there? Oh, wild! I mean, you're getting honked at multiple mm. times a day. Well, it's pretty. the The roads are it's definitely way busy. less busy than normal. Oh, oh, you mean like currently? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, right it now, depends. Yeah. It depends if you're downtown like I am and, and around five o'clock, which is the time of day that this took place. Uh, you know, it's still rush hour. So but I, I want to hear about like a, a non-car involved one because you said a couple <laughs> happened. So what, what about the ones where you're like yeah, dropping yeah, yeah. food at somebody's house? Okay. Yeah. Well, one of them happened today. So uh, yes, yesterday oh, I was looking for a, a new home for me uh, to move into and came up, found this house basically perfect under my maximum price exactly what i want beautiful nice appliances really you know nice space nice yard for my kids uh nice. i'm checking yeah, it out good. coming it's back good. around the front doing a once over and all of a sudden i see the neighbor in the house that's about 15 feet away uh come out on his front porch and he's eating a bowl of cereal <laughs> and he leans uh. up on his railing and just gives me this stare that's like i want to uh. i want to rob you I want to take all your money. I want to beat the shit out of you. And I was, I'm just looking at this guy staring at me. I'm like, hey, uh, no response. He likes living next door to no one. How's, how's it that going? Is. You should have just moved straight in. Right, there. exactly. Yeah. No response. I'm like, do you know and who I owns live next this door place? To no one at the moment. And when people move in there and I have to suddenly get my car off that driveway, it's going to be a pain in my ass. Right. That's, I mean, that's possibly it. You know, this is a pretty shady part of town, too. I'm trying to get my mum and dad in there because I figured if anyone's going to live there, let it be them. I mean, they've listened to me banging away for years now. They might as well continue to. Right. Right. I get that. I mean, this is a pretty shady part of town, too. So there's probably a high, I mean, there's a high percentage chance that this guy was probably selling drugs, too. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, and uh, I, I said, you know who owns this place? And guy goes, nah, but basically <laughs> implying you should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then I went and I sat in my car for a little while. Didn't want to drive away immediately. Just kind of wanted to see what this guy would do because, I mean, this house is literally perfect in what I'm looking for. But, you know, in the end, decided not to. And then the last incident was today. Dropped off some food at somebody's house. There was a like 65 plus year old man standing there once again staring me down like he wanted to fight just standing outside at his mailbox and i was like hey oh. sir he goes hmm. was it like, the guy you were delivering food to no oh, okay. one of his neighbors and i was oh. like what's going on and he's like you got a problem i was like uh <laughs> no i'm just dropping off food he's like why are you looking at me and i'm like uh, i you were staring at me <laughs> and basically we just went back and forth and it just got more and more heated. He said, uh, you know, I, I'm going to come over there and fuck you up. And I was like, man, what, what's your problem, dude? Are you Wait. bored? <laughs> <laughs> the old dude really said that like word for word. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I, the and then I started walking away from him and then he followed me. I was like, all right, man, I'm walking to my car. Don't you follow I'm, me now? And he goes, I'm showing you, I'm not scared of you. 
Yeah, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Man, how old are you?" I was like, "Do you have uh, nothing better to do than just stare so, at people who drive in your parking lot?" So, I I would uh, I mean, nothing, nothing I, like any of those three things has ever happened to me. So I would assume, nothing. yeah, I would assume that like that has to be because people are on edge. Like we do know people are ratting, like calling nine one one because they see their neighbor outside in the yard and stuff. I, I honestly I, think that's day, what's happening. When I was when I did my little thing with my nan and all my family and that. As we're driving back, there's 15 coppers on the right-hand side of the road, and they're all getting ready to, like, go in their little places. And as I go past, there's, like, another four or five hidden behind trees, behind posts, and they've all got little cameras, and they're looking at the cars coming around the corner, and they're flagging people down. And I'm, they haven't quite set up all the way, so I'm driving back. But I can see they pull the first car over, and I'm thinking, oh, blooming hell, that's lucky. Uh, you know, I've just gone past and they haven't even set up yet. Mm. But how bad is that? <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, they do and those random wearing masks, and they're all standing well within two meters of each other because they're all like doing their little team meeting. What do we do before we start work and all that nonsense? Yeah, do you see that mom got that got arrested? Busy though, haven't they? Because they've got nothing to do. Like all the crimes dropped off, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Bored. Bored. Everybody's on edge. Everybody's pent up. That that yeah. mom in Iowa just got arrested. For like having her kids at the park, and so then like they okay, detain yeah, her and her kids, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I, w- one thing I've been thinking about lately is how kind of blessed I guess we are as like people who are kind of counterculture into no agenda podcasts. We're into yeah. dissecting the information that's given to us from the mainstream media. I don't think you don't we think realize it's, our job. it's like our our job to get everyone else on board. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing we don't realize because we're so immersed in it. We don't see the actual power of the mainstream media and the fear and the confusion that they're able to actually inflict in the general populace. You know, their numbers are going down, but they still have a shot. Right. Right. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's I I think that's part of what's causing all this tension is is just people are actually feeling, you know, the effects of the mainstream media. And if we had a a mainstream media that wasn't essentially corrupt and and run by establishment forces that want to cause this economic shutdown and a purge type situation, run by Chinese, right? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah establishment I mean, forces. That's anti-establishment forces. That's the the other forces. I'm sorry. I'm confused. What were you saying? Aren't they all owned by the Chinese? I thought they always te- everyone's saying everyone's Definitely. telling me that all the American media is owned by the Chinese now. Definitely uh, I mean, well, for, a, I, for a good chunk of it, yes. When, very... when people say owned by the Chinese, they just mean owned by establishment forces that have deals with the Chinese. I mean, they've got their own interests, well, not in some just cases, Chinese. Exactly. In some cases, Globally. literally owned Globally. by the Chinese, like Hollywood. Right, right. They own six of the eight movie companies. That's true. That's true. I mean, they're buying yeah, up yeah. a lot of those Hollywood companies. Yeah. Isn't that like the scariest prospect ever when all the food companies and all the media companies and all of the people's lives are all just sort of slotted into these mm. little pillars of uh, like I saw my neighbor the other yesterday or was it no today it was yeah I was, I was getting my rubbish out because the, the recycling's not gone they've still left the cardboard down the end of the road there I don't know why they're not around my council seems to be the worst council in because what well, i've got two businesses and they've given uh, one's in one council and the other one's in this council and the one in the other council they've given me the grants and all that all the money and that has all come through and but the one i throw over it ain't, ain't turned up and we call them and they're like oh you should stop chasing because it will arrive when it gets there 
I'm like, well, it's fucking 25 grand. I want to get a loft extension done, darling. Come on. <laughs> Price is cheap. 25 grand, it'll arrive when it gets there. Huh? Yeah, I said 25 grand. It'll just arrive when it gets there. Chill yeah, out, man. It'll get there when it gets there. But I look at it, and this is how I see it. And if it is this way, to be perfectly frank, I'm quite willing to do to 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 just to shill it out just for the for the for the for the time being mm-hmm. because if it's hush money and if it is that which I think it is it's got to be hush money isn't it <laughs> right <laughs> that's what I feel like um you know the the it's Trump like they know they've and... done a whoopsie they've gone oh we know we've actually gone gone too far and that social distancing is a hate crime so we'll give you some money right uh, how's that there you go. I feel like that's what's going on here. Like they, it's an extra six hundred bucks a week now for unemployment, and then you got that twelve hundred bucks from Trump. Right. It just feels like it's like okay, we know we know if we don't just start handing everybody money, they're all going to just like get their guns and start running around in the streets. Well, the problem is uh, with the is with the unemployment extra money rather than like a basic income version of extra money because when you have it tied to unemployment, then it ins- literally incentivizes not working. Mm-hmm. So that people who are on that unemployment and getting that extra money are now incentivized to want to keep the economy shut down even longer or as long and as with possible the, with the federal oh, additional sure. 600 yeah, now it stops don't ever get it started that's the communist way mm-hmm. yeah and, and if you uh well it's not it's if you a, get a way. job it's not just the communist way it's it's, it's a way isn't it really? <laughs> it's authoritarian the way yeah. authoritarian yeah no but if yeah if I you mean, get a they're no good but whatever with with how much money they've added to unemployment because it's usually state by state, but now six hundred from the feds too. I mean, that's more money than most people make, right? Like way more. So, like now, when you try to go, for, you're gonna be like, "Why would I get a job? I can just keep getting this extra money." Which is exactly why unemployment is probably, at least in my opinion, the wrong way to help the general populace. When you could do it as a UBI, you get the money whether or not you're working. If you're working, you're gonna have basically double cash. I mean, the the. Uh, uh, argument, as- the arguments against that to me all seem to fail when we're giving these massive corporate bailouts and these massive, you know, bank bailouts at the same time. It's just, you know, there's no reason not to do a UBI. As long as it's a no strings attached. No UBI. strings attached. That's these all, all equal. But strings always get attached and shit like this. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, I, I looked at the form that, that the missus had to, I don't know, someone jogging about in a fucking suitcase and stuff. Can you hear that? down the road oh this is something I've, I've noticed she's doing it now right wait, now wait a minute wait sorry people are did, walking on the road did you say there was a guy jogging by holding a suitcase there's a there's a there's a there's a sort of tardy lass and she's bowling down the road with her um suitcase <laughs> i didn't know if it was in the background but anyway she so she looked at me she was on the pavement and then when she saw me guess what she did she went into the road, into the gutter of the road, the side of the road. Now, I've seen so many people walk in the road since this thing began. It is uh, weird. Is it's it like a busy another road? one of those PSYOP things over here. Well, they've done stuff like shut down lanes on the interstate just because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over here. Like in, <laughs> at night, they shut down two lanes on I-40 for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, so wait, is is it a busy road? Oh, the is that why it's out, weird? Guys, because... There's a chopper above. Oh <laughs> shit! They're on to you. 
<laughs> oh, it's lit, isn't it? It's lit. They've seen the laptop light and they're thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> this guy saying, tune into him. <laughs> uh, uh, do they really have the chopper light? I can hear it. I can't see it, but it's oh, here okay. somewhere. <laughs> Fucking think so loud. Mm. Just trying to. This is the thing, right? I'm quite. So I was trying to like think about it earlier. Like if I define myself, I'd say first and foremost, I'd be a Bible literalist. Say it again. And then Bi- Bible literalist. Be, Bible literalist. Yeah. Like fundamentalist. Sec- not fundamental. Like just a literalist. Like taking it literally. Gotcha. So that's first and foremost. What's second and second most? So second, I'd say libertarian, <laughs> really, because I just want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, is it too much to ask? Right. Apparently. Well, yes, because it's the economy, isn't it? Because the economy has switched and nobody noticed, but it happened, mm-hmm. I don't know, turn of the century or whenever. Now it's about attention and where people's attention is. Mm-hmm. It's also the fault of institutions. I mean, institutions, I mean, they always seek more and more and more, more power, more control, more free, more control over your life, you know, where where your attention is placed. The majority is is from the sheeple, because you've got to remember that the herd has all the power here, and that's why we are constantly divided, constantly under uh, sort of segregatory... Employees, aren't we? Where it's like you go one way, you go the other way. Let's find out who goes which way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the li- liberty. I remember, like, not too long ago, when li- like people wouldn't just laugh in your face if you told them you were a libertarian. Something changed. Like the meme got out there to where, like, at least in, I mean, in the South, you know, don't tread on me. People still have those flags and bumper stickers, but it's, sh- it's making a comeback for some reason. Like, just the like libertarianism is just like a meme now that's like oh yeah okay what do you think we shouldn't have roads like that's what shit people always say it's like oh <laughs> no right no. i guess i guess there's a trade-off to be made isn't there but the thing is is that we we live in the world that we live in and, and my missus she i drilled her down into a motto the other day and she said it it, it is what it is hmm. that's i mean yeah it is what it is that's, there really isn't a truer statement than that let it be. And here's here's where I'm thinking because forever for the twelve years that I've been with the woman, um, she's been my litmus test for normality. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. The she's same the way most level-headed, just kind of. She's just very pragmatic, and sometimes if you're too eccentric, it's kind of hard to tell. It's about that's what marriage is. She good. always seems to call the majority of the country. I've never known her to fail. <laughs> like she has her finger on the pulse of what most well, people think. She, wherever she's going is where the majority of the country's going. Is what I'm saying. Mm. She has this um, supernatural ability to be empathetic and to soak up these opinions. And I am incredibly, um, what's the opposite? Of empathetic. Unempathetic. Uh, apathetic. Ap- ap- I don't know. No, like uh. the, what I'm saying is, is she soaks it up, and I like put it out. Right. Oh, I got you. Just by my, my ego and my, my nature of narcissism and like what you were saying earlier about how you could hear your own voice you know, back on the headset. And I said, well, that won't bother me because I, I don't mind the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I, de- I definitely want to talk about secret societies. I mean, you're, mm. you're, uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, your, your Twitter logo and your Skype logo is the, the all seeing eye. But with, with, with what? the but with the uh, like the no smoking sign, like the cr- canceling it out. 
that's my favorite thing because it, it ties into that thing of where we can use signals and symbols to uh, undo what uh, it has been done and to set us back and give us some more time to recuperate and because it's been a, a blitzkrieg of the of the spiritual mind what what the um what the human race has been subjected to over the last uh, few was it months now i don't know when did it start i mean for me it started november 23rd uh that's when i heard about el no agenda so that's where i've i've sort of taken my date from that's when i started buying <laughs> toilet paper what was it yeah about that yeah. nobody was taking the covid19 really seriously around here until what would you say like february i see yeah february yeah i mean we i was aware of it as well because of no agenda early on but all right i'm on my third of my uh six pack nice. <laughs> there you go i'm all I'm out of smoke so i couldn't yeah. i was like if i if i started drinking i would need to smoke so oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah put yourself in that torturous situation yeah i can't couldn't do it to myself i've got a vape man I'll take well, a well i mean vape. i'm very interested in that is that working for you the vape yeah, absolutely. It's. I mean, this is my fifth time trying it, but uh, it's it's finally stuck this time, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Five times a, a charm, then I guess. Right. <laughs> but yeah, back to uh, you were explaining your uh, your avid your symbol on your. Um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How we use the, the with the uh, truth of shot and stuff, like that. and also it links back to my SoundCloud account, which is just me making music on my own, and it's a very particular type of music, it's a very specific genre, one that probably has never existed before, but I'm going to just go out there and, and nick. Is that SoundCloud a GW... FF, yeah. Goof. Goof. Got it. Yeah, I'll link that for sure. Um, well, you don't have to, but I mean... It is actually, to be fair, if anything, gives me a little bit of pleasure is when people <laughs> listen to them because I think you've actually subjected yourself to, to sort of my mind where for uh, for however long the song plays. Mm. Uh, um, which is oh, you got an alien guess. head crossed out too on one of these songs. What's that? One of your tracks has a alien head crossed out with like the cancer. I, I think that the alien thing is demonic in nature, and so I would like to put those views across to the good people of the world. Mm. In a lot of ways, I agree with you, like on an interdimensional uh, level. And then you got a sperm was a, cell. There was a Harvard uh, uh, professor who looked into it in the 60s or 70s, one of the two, or maybe he did it both. And he uh, started out and he interviewed thousands of people, and he found that when people called on the name of Jesus Christ, the experience would end abruptly. And so he became a Christian afterwards. Yeah, that's, he's not the only one too. There's a lot of a lot of different people, like ex ex cultists, and uh, that, that was one of the sort of most sort of because uh, when I read that, I sort of had to check it because I thought, oh, is this guy that write, has written this book? Is he having me on here? And I checked it out, and yeah, the guy was there, did the thing, and yeah, I was just thought, wow. Yeah, lots of people, um, not just him. All have it's a. Uh, I like this Alex Jones. You got <laughs> the banner on your SoundCloud <clears throat> crowd, and Alex Jones is in the middle. Looking kind of confused, yeah. holding a sign yeah, that says yeah. "No World Order." I need to change that because I want to get something that's just a collage of all the like, no signs. Because I, I think like the that. no signs are very big; they're they're they're, they're useful. What's the sperms? What's the no with the sperm cell? So that is about. Um, I think it's called "Give It a Name." Yeah, that's about basically. Uh, well, the first, um, like the first time you have sex. Don't, it's a don't, you shouldn't come the first time you have sex. Is that the? Well, no, it's not that. It's a, <laughs> in essence, the sperm just never goes nowhere, does it? Because all the sperms that ever go out everywhere 
only a very small portion actually um, make it. Yeah, most oh, yeah, of them yeah. go into a Kleenex, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. or wherever. I don't know. <laughs> Do not spill thy seed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's that. But, uh, <laughs> right. I'll try, I mean, that, that's a tough one, that is, though, isn't it? Because this, to spill the seed is so ingrained in our culture, and especially over in Gitmo East, it's like you're under constant um, sort of sexual attack of, to sort of fornicate. I mean, as a bloke I am, and I know all the other blokes over here are, because all of my good friends and good people I know have been um, subjected to the same perversion, and I don't know how it's happening, but it's definitely happening. Yeah, a lot of it's media. I mean, I know, um, like, what <clears throat> we still uh, have all kinds of violence on TV in America, but there's no nudity allowed unless it's on HBO or something. But, I mean, as long as I've been alive... Uh, the, even the BBC will have tits on there. Now, we looked at the data. We looked at the data. And what we found surprised us. What we found, right there, what we found was that culture is a sewer. We've got lewd media. We've got nasty bedroom things on TV. And they're sexualizing young girls, and it's getting to the point where even I have a problem with it. I mean, yeah. Which I don't I, think there's, is a There's bad lots thing. of different perspectives on this, because, I mean, you know... I think violence, in some ways, is the glorification of violence is worse than the glorification of sex. But yeah. I would say it's all kind of warps a young up. mind. Yeah, it all, it all warps a, yeah. like a child's mind, for sure. Yeah, the way I, not, I always think about it is, is that the natural sexual progression is halted by the age of two. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So because there, as, as bad as it was... And as bad as it is now, this is nowhere near as bad as it was when when it was what it was. Well, honestly, what you could put it into terms of and simplify it down to is that uh, our culture wants to, if they can, produce an individual that's uh, going to consistently be hedonistic, you know, in indulging in all sorts of pleasures and all, all sorts of consumption because mm -hmm. that results in more money, more power, all those, uh, you know, just for yeah, us, nat yeah. natural progression. If you're a psychopath, you know, say you're like harvesting blood from somebody you got chained up in your basement and selling off their blood and plasma. Okay. The, they're going to try to re eventually resist and escape unless you keep pumping morphine in them. What? So, so the morphine would be the um, hedonistic uh, culture and like the pleasures that the elite let us have just so that we are content enough. For the control. Okay, I get what you're saying. Like Stockholm Syndrome type type of thing? They're trying to... to no, no, no. That's a very good point. What Cecilia said there, he uh, he nailed it, really, because it's that sense of control, isn't it, that you yeah, have you, over someone else? Yeah, right. if, you know, if, you're, uh, if you're, if you're uh, torturing somebody, you're sucking their blood out, like a vampire almost, or just like, you know, a mad scientist, like selling their plasma and blood, you got to pump some morphine in that person so that they're... Like content enough to not resist and try right, to fight right. you, depending on how much Those plasma are, you're taking. Right. Not to go too yeah. deep into this, if you're taking a lot of plasma, they're not going to be able to resist. But you know, I the, the metaphor wasn't the metaphor wasn't perfect. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Um, so okay, so yeah, we we went on a long tangent there, but as far as a secret deep, dark place, that was the rabbit hole for you. <laughs> yeah. We need to climb ourselves back out of that yeah, one and maybe start digging in a different place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
as far as secret societies go, like no nobody trusts secret societies just because they're secret, no. and you know you're always suspicious of them, like that famous Kennedy speech. You know we're all. Yeah, was the, the the model itself is flawed because as many good ones as you're going to get and you are going to get good ones you're going to get some pretty awful ones right and the awful yeah. ones are just be so overwhelmingly bad. awful but yeah that's what i was going to ask is what are the good ones if there is any because you know like the knights templar kind of well, turned into the freemasons no social i have there's masons on there and when you have shit posters that start ragging on masons and i'm very interested in it so i always just engage them and there's always a point where everyone just blocks the shit poster and the shit poster gives up and i can tell <laughs> that because i never block anyone and if you shit post to me it will i blocked one person once actually and it was felt very um i didn't like it I didn't like it right. at all, to be fair. Yeah, I have zero people blocked so well, far. I mean, <laughs> if you, I don't blame you for blocking the shit poster because I mean, if you're if some guy is shit posting and railing against like, Masons, the guy that I blocked for the girl or whatever it was, um, was uh, as soon as I joined No Agenda Social, it was someone that follows Prof War, Prof War, and there's just uh, I don't know, there's a weird thing there, but whatever. Right. Well, I'm just saying, if somebody's railing against Masons, then that means that they have an agenda against Masons. So. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess exactly. Yeah, and I try not to have an agenda against Masons because I don't feel like I feel like there is in lies the key. Mm -hmm. You can definitely dig a little deeper into that world and find some corkers, your Shriners, your mm -hmm. uh, Skull and Bones, mm -hmm. your uh, Club the, of Rome. Do the Shriners kind of, do anything yeah. besides wear those funny hats and drive tiny cars in parades? Because that's all I know yes. about them. Yeah aren't they why do people find clowns creepy is because it comes from the shriners and the shriners were uh, a cult of pedophiles that dressed up like that in order to entice children to places where they would uh, be abused whoa and that, that goes back <laughs> i did not know that that goes back centuries like the dressing up the pet of pedos dressing up as clowns sure for sure yeah. probably longer than that to be fair millennia some would say yeah pogo the clown oh, you know yeah. i mean the mask is <laughs> bojo a very, uh, a, a, just to be in a mask and be in a different a costume and, and as an actor that's something that you embrace isn't it because you want to wear the mask of the person that you're portraying in order right. to complete the role in a, in a succinct manner well that's why the the um drag queen story time they're doing all over the world at public libraries is so creepy to little kids it's like oof. i mean that's, yeah that uh, that's yeah that's that is creepy it's a form of indoctrination there yeah they literally word for word some of them will say we're grooming <laughs> are, uh, we're grooming the next generation, and then you know, it turns out some of them. Will, <laughs> it turns out the libraries weren't doing background checks. They were taking kids there without letting their parents know, and some of the drag Guys, queens were convicted as new, child rapists. Uh, trafficking network. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hide it in plain sight. All, All of right. this stuff is. I mean, there's a there's a video we should link it it's by Mouthy Buddha. I mean, you'd have to go to the BitChute version because it's been taken down from YouTube now. Even though he said at the at the beginning, if this video is taken down, there will be legal action following, and they took it down because there's nothing in that video that is defamatory or anything like it's it's all been posted. It's all public knowledge. Oh, my missus is waving to me through the window. She wants me <laughs> to look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that video? She's playing, she says, all okay, playing kiddie tennis in here, but all fine. There we go. Nice. Well, that's all right. Welfare check. <laughs> good. Um, I was just, okay, good stuff. What is uh, just, what is the Mouthy Buddha 
video. Oh yes, it's Mali Buddha is is the the channel the channel's name, and it was uh, it's uh, PizzaGate twenty twenty. Pizza and gate. it's 26 minutes so you'll know if you get the right one because it'll be 26 minutes i'll i'll find it and put it in the, the chat I've, I've watched it once it's very interesting because anyway let, let's talk about it because w- what he finds is basically the uh hashtag um bh kids links to a corporate website for a lingerie company that does uh children's underwear and when you search for the lingerie company without the hashtag you get a, a different website to the one that you get when you search for the website with the hashtag next to it. And the one that you get with the hashtag next to it used to, this was before it got taken down and he blew it all wide open, uh, used to have um, a little option where you'd go on and it would be soft child porn on the, and pictures. Instead of the underwear just being on backgrounds, it was on actual children. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is a multinational, guys. Yeah. No, they always it's, hide it in plain sight, and then they'll have the symbolism everywhere. It's insane to me that they get to a position where they can hide something like that in plain sight. It's like, I mean, they, they've got to be organized. You know, it can't just be one guy, two guys, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I mean, it's nuts. Oh, no, that's why I think Epstein is still alive. Yeah. 100%. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I mean, those this, earlobes weren't the same, guys. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it was almost telling you as well because the, the the framing of the picture and you have to look into the images that they're posting and especially with uh, was it Maxwell outside the In and Out Burger? There's yeah, a lot of messaging that, that's going on. Holding that, that book image. about CIA agents getting killed. It's like what? Mm, in and out burger. In and out burger. It's like what the hell? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but uh, not to get too tied up on Epstein, but yeah, it just seems to me that that dude would have a way to <clears throat> blackmail. I mean, he, we did. We know he had a way to pretty much blackmail anybody. So he's smart enough to where if something bad happens to him, like he gets ends up having to stay in prison for his whole life, or if uh, he gets killed, all that shit would just get released. I think he had he got rescued and he's still doing his business. I mean, especially when you see yeah, he got the third option. He got the third option for sure. Yeah, I, I get that, but I don't know. For some reason, I just have this thing in me that just like thinks that the government and the CIA are like this all powerful force. And I know that maybe, there's, maybe, there's a, maybe a possibility. Maybe the, uh, the Elvis option. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, well, just, yeah. I'm just saying that I think that like, if there's a, if there's a possibility that the CIA could have gotten around that kill switch, they would have taken that option and they would have offed him because you know, if, if they could have gotten around some sort of repercussions for killing Epstein, they would definitely kill Epstein. Right. I mean, maybe, I mean, but like, I still, I still think the CIA and Mossad work for people like you know Soros, Bill Gates, people like I mean, that. Guys, so at the at the end of the day, here's the deal: do they do they want someone on their side who they know and who could do the thing that they want to happen happen, but now be off the cards, anonymous, totally mm. off the base, and just never never seen nowhere. So he's still running the same organ, uh, the same operation, but now he's completely under the radar. Is that what you're saying? Probably, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the one I would be looking for the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also, also, yeah, like you just said, it, the CIA is, I, I don't think that uh, they necessarily controlled Epstein. They worked with him, but because um, like I said, I think the CIA is run by people like 
Epstein, Gates, Soros, because they were all piling around, hanging out. I mean, even after Epstein's conviction, him and Bill Gates are yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a mixed deals, bag, so. like any organization. There's gonna have you're gonna have a mixed bag of hammers, aren't you? Yeah. So why not instead of uh, killing one of your best tools, why not just fake his death and you can keep using that tool? The tool being Epstein. Yeah, to work. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. considered that. Yeah. And especially when you, you that then then heightens the club like aspect of the activity because the celebrities go oh, right. Mm-hmm. They still acting, okay, but they don't know, but they know. The main yeah. giveaway for me with, well, there was a lot, but the main one that really like sunk it in for me was when sixty minutes did like an hour long thing about how Epstein actually probably got murdered, and they had the coroner saying he got murdered. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sixty would, minutes is a good why indicator. Why would CBS News be saying that he got murdered? Yeah, all of a sudden. Minutes. Right. Yeah. You got you got to look at these all of these uh, publications and what they put on television. It's why I'm trying to capture as much of it as possible by recording it and viewing it and, and tweeting it and just talking about it. And and why no agenda social is so important as well because it's a it's truly a place where there are no algorithms and you'll just get the like the the, the latest one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the straight up feed. Right. All of it. And if you want to go and have a look at someone's profile, you just I mean have a look at their profile, don't you? See what they've been tooting about. Yeah, and I like how I like how the feeds uh, it integrates feeds from like Gab and all these other Mastodon sites and the whole Federation. But the one thing that happened to me as soon as I went to like the global feed, it was like eight out of porn, every porn, ten. Porn, 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 porn. Yeah, eight out of every ten posts was like anime hentai tentacle porn. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 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 all like just porn. Yep, that's all it was. Jesus, ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so the Masons, I mean, you the don't think are thing necessarily... is out of control. We could address that because I tried to. Yeah, it's the one big um, thing that I realized that was, I can't remember this professor's name. He's, uh, I think he's Harvard, but he uh, laid out all this evidence that like every time Israel invades a country, they take over the broadcasting systems and broadcast pornography on all the channels 24-7 as part of their takeover. Awesome. So Why? It, it's definitely used as a weapon. Um, there's a lot of psychological implications that I'm not a, the dude explains it. You know what that guy's name is? Oof. What, what are you? Uh, Which one? He's like a, he's a professor. I can't remember his name now. He always gets accused of being anti-Semitic because he's, uh, doesn't just what, uh, uh, kiss Israel's eyes constantly. Yeah. It's not, not David Icke. Uh, although, I love David Icke. Do yeah, <laughs> he's he's awesome. Me too. His his cribs was one of the best. We can link that in the show notes. Mm. Yeah, I think he uh, Grammarica said they're getting him on soon. Oh really? Yeah, I bet it'd be all game for this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I... but uh, you got you, everyone's got leverage, guys. Let's, let's admit that at the end of the day, this uh, leverage can be applied to anyone in any situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, not yeah, everybody has their price and everybody has their limits that they'll uh, put up with before they submit. Yeah. All right. So I got an observation about you, Goof. Tell me if this is correct. Yeah, go so, ahead. So what I've picked up on so far with the whole uh, cancel symbol on a lot of these other symbols and then yeah. the reaction to corporations and dealing with companies and things like that and using a page out of their book. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. taking advantage of this situation with the government and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the bailouts and whatnot. So are you kind of deep in a uh, uh, fan of this whole use the enemy's tactics against themselves kind of thing? With Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. With all this stuff. About Bitcoin. <laughs> Seems to be a thing. that's what that is, right? 
No, yeah, that seems like a good tactic that you have is just... For sure, yeah. I I was into day trading Bitcoin for a a while. It went very, very well, and then it went very, very badly. And it it almost cost me my my family, my kids, my life. Wow. And it was was only by going to the bank with with a good business plan, selling beer, local beer, that I was able to work very hard and pay back all my debts to all the people whose money I lost. That's because awesome, I gambled man. it away on stupid leverage, BitMEX, trying to have two accounts where you'd hedge yourself. And in a bull market, it was fantastic. And I had a, a target in my head, and it didn't quite hit there. And the bear market took hold, and I got mm. chopped about. And, well, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, I don't know too much about Bitcoin, never got too involved. All I remember is that back when Bitcoin was 50 bucks a coin, I almost bought like $250 worth, which for me, you know, not, I mean, it was a lot of money at the time for me, but like that would have gone up to what? What, what did the highest price Bitcoin ever reach, like in conversion to I US think dollars? I bought a Bitcoin for over 20,000 USD. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and remember when Bitcoin was like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, no, they, they probably got out. <laughs> but it's still there. It's like any other currency, though. It's all faith-based. Like, as soon as people just stop believing in it, it stops being right. valued at all. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with you there. Okay. I what think you- it's got far more utility than that because if it's, if it's used by who we think it's used by to do what it is to do what they want to do, which is wet works and that sort of stuff and you can just any kind of anonymous transaction. Yeah, like another, but on their chain, it's fine. It's on Bitcoin. They don't care. Yeah, that they, they, they own it. Anyone else doing it on it is going to be looked at. So it's kind of like you, you're admitting that because at the moment, its utility is to be spent on the internet, on the dark web, to buy whatever. Right. That's what well, I found. Any. I'd say you're both correct, right? Because, I mean, technically that means that a certain group of people still place a lot of value in Bitcoin, you know, for their anonymous dark dark transactions. Never going to end. It's got infinite utility. And people that say anything otherwise, I believe, are living in a uh, false paradigm. They've been tricked into believing that the the law of the jungle is, is as it is and as it always will be. I can for sure see a day where Bitcoin's traded in oil and used as a reserve currency as such. Yeah, it, I mean, it almost already is. You can already buy. I'm pretty sure you can spend Bitcoin on Amazon, can't you already? Um, I, I mean, I have coffee with Bitcoin. Actually, I, 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 every day when I wake up, I have my morning ablutions, and the first thing I do when I sit on that that throne is look at the <laughs> coin market cap, check the price of Bitcoin. See where that's at, and then go on zero hedge and think what a fucking shit show that is nowadays, and then just go on no agenda social, and then maybe a bit of YouTube, and then by that time she's shouting at me, "You're going to be much longer." Four year olds trying to get in. So you, so you're more of a zero hedge guy than a Drudge Report guy. I think Drudge was great, but then Drudge sold out, and I feel like zero hedge has definitely sold out, and not to a complete capacity, but to a certain extent, I feel like they are now willing to omit certain things in order to keep their status as what they are. Yeah. I mean, they got banned off Twitter just for Yeah, but I see that's a bad honor for them. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter's uh, dead. Anyone using Twitter now is just stupid. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I th- Twitter's the only social media I use, and I still agree with that. Oh, it's dead. Other... It's dead. So, so dead. The algorithm is it, to be fair. Broken. I always looked at it and thought, oh, man, what a shit show. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it, Twitter's gotten so bad, especially over the last two years. Dude, I you used know, to you just know have taken a, off. a constant um, poem that was just going because I saw Bob Dylan's tweet, tweets were just like his constant poem. So I thought, oh, I'll do what Dylan does. That sounds pretty fucking cool, which at the time was a good idea. But then I just lost the password or whatever, and it's still out there somewhere. I don't know. It's probably been deleted now. Mm-hmm. Actually, I fucking doubt it. It's probably still out there. I, don't know. I went at it for like four weeks, just constantly, just this poem went on and on and on. Yeah, that was probably back when you only had half the amount of characters. I guess it was like two years ago they doubled it. it. Was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 180, that's when it started. And I remember when it, because it first started with Stephen Fry, and he came to us all and he went, we've got the way to do it, and it's Twitter, and you're going to be tweeting. And everyone thought, oh, how novel, we're like little birds. <laughs> <laughs> do you like? I like Stephen Fry. I think he's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, not everything he said, but yeah. I wouldn't trust the motherfucker with my kids, let's put it that way. <laughs> well, yeah. Same with Ricky Gervais, but like, I like that they're both... Oh, no, least... Ricky, I'd trust him with kids. <laughs> they're both the fundamentalists uh, for free speech, which I think is good, especially no, in the climate Ricky you guys have over there. Ricky seems to be a bit weird, but still sort of sound of mind, because he always calls everyone out all the time. And I always look at him and thinking, you're doing it in a really clever, smart, insightful way that allows them no recourse... And I um, respect him for what he does. Mm-hmm. But Fry, no way. No, I think he's a ugh, creepy guy. Yeah, He definitely looks kind of creepy. Yeah, I always get that bad. I mean, he's a good actor and he's been in some good stuff. I've watched him in many of stuff and laughed along to his performance. And the thing is, is that you can't really look at it as a stat, but I suppose... All in all, there are moments of Stephen Fryer in his life where he has been creepy. And do we judge him as that all the time? I do, personally. And I know it's harsh, but I just try not to be creepy. I mean, how hard is it? <laughs> right. It's Actually, you know, I'm starting to think it's pretty hard. You know, for for, the, for these celebrities, like, I think you reach this level of, like, fame and power yeah, and just, yeah, like, yeah. this switch flips. Where you're like, what, what do you do? What do you do? You got to like, the oh, level where everyone's fawning over you. Yeah, I, I've gotten to this level where I'm essentially a god on earth and I can get anything I want at any given moment. So, uh, huh. I'm, st- I'm, still looking pictures, I'm still looking at pictures of Boris Johnson's hair. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the guy. Incredible. I don't know. I think I think uh, Donald Trump should take a page out of Bojo's book with the hair. Well, Bojo's hair is actually real hair. I think. Well, Donald right, guys, Trump's is I real. It's just preserved for a leak. So I'm gonna <laughs> just go have a quick. Slash. Feel free. We'll be here, man. Oh no, no, I'll be back in a second. Oh, hopefully, the missus don't rugby tackle me or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Look how happy that baby is. What a beautiful baby. <laughs> that, that old dude you fought, he's just been watching cable news. He's scared. He's sad. He's mad that there's people out doing stuff that aren't scared like I, him. I literally said, man, are you just bored because of this quarantine? So you're standing at your mailbox threatening people who drive in your like parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, people are nuts, man. It's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Hello. Hello. Howdy. Hello. 
upgraded my headphones because my uh, wireless ones are now charged. So hopefully I don't unplug and pull everything off the dashboard every time I move. All right. Well, what were we talking about? Something. Well, you said to me, uh, I don't know, I forgot. Well, one question I had was uh, back to back to the secret societies like Freemasons not all bad not all good but are there any like secret societies you know of that are actually like seem like they're benevolent like they're good overall that's a good question so just waiting for John to say that's not a good question but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, not, I mean I just get in touch with the guys on No Agenda Social I suppose talk to them because they seem to be like decent decent guys to me i mean i can't really think of any that are like completely lacking any sort of nefarious or uh i mean what about like eastern philosophies i mean some of those are pretty secret society no, I like go anywhere near any of that stuff mate depends uh, what it is like i like the zen stuff but most of it the secrets mm. once it, all the eastern stuff once it gets secret then it seems like it always turns nefarious it ends up with like like a not quite Charlie Manson level stuff, but you know, it almost turns into like a cult where a guy's sleeping with everybody's wives, just like it does in the Western world. I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty broad generalization. There's a lot of different sects of Eastern, like you know, thought. I mean, but what about just, the secret ones? Just like within, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the secret societies. There's still a lot of different ones. You know, I mean, well, and again, how secret? How secret are they if we know about them, right? So. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a good story, <laughs> yeah. guys. So one day. I pull up to the pub, and outside of it are six or seven masons. And the reason why I say that is because they were decked from head to toe in pinstripe little uh, compasses with, you know, the thing, the little sign, over and over again, all the way down, really finely. Hmm. And they all had briefcases and a black hat and a black overcoat. And I thought, oh, I've got to open up now, and it's like 10 to 2, and I open up at 2 o'clock, and I thought, oh, here we go. Oh, they were trying to, to come to in your bar. Yeah, they were like uh, thinking, what time's he open? Or should we go to the pub next door, all this? How long have we got? We've got our train in a second. And anyway, I guess I got to the door, and two, of, like, two or three of them had walked off, but a couple of them had stayed. And then they came in, and I sat there, and I just sort of thought, I asked them, I said, What's, where, where are you off to? Are you going to some sort of... Uh, I guess it's like a multi-lodge meeting or whatever. And they were just like, oh, yeah, it's just a big meeting every year that we go uptown and there's the, um, like the, all the, the royals are there and like everyone's there, basically. I was just thinking, wow. So it basically is exactly what everybody says it is. And they were like, well, they didn't say that, but they just sort of, looked at each other and carried on their conversation and I sat there thinking, oh my word, this is mad, this is mental. Mm. <laughs> like, who does, who gets this? And I, I managed to sneak a few little sly photos as I was like pretending to, I don't know, surf on Instabook or whatever it's called. What's the, you brought up them hanging with the Royals. What's going on with like the Royals bloodline? Like, is that, I know it's like Aleister Crowley and Darwin and all these guys were tied in with the royal family and uh -huh. obsessed with inbreeding, but like, what's the um, yeah? I'd just the current say that just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's exclusive to the royals in any way. That I'd say it's not exclusive to any of the elite class. So you think like the Soroses and the uh, 
I would say that Trump is related to the Queen. Let's put it like that. Yeah, he's Trump. Supposedly Scottish, right? Uh, Freemason, right? Of course, I did not know yeah. that. Everyone, everyone says about Trump. I say, well, is he a Freemason? And they go, well, what? No. I say, well, is he? Do you know that? Do you know that he's not a Freemason? Yeah, I've never seen it confirmed, but that's what I always hear is that he's a Scottish Rite mm -hmm. Freemason. But I mean, but so are, like George Washington, cool, right? Thomas Jefferson, they were all Freemasons. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. All of them. I always had it explained to me. Right, right. I always had it explained to me that the Freemasons were a little bit different back about 200 years ago. But, you know, I mean, that's who's to say? Well, it's, it's a secret society that's at least, what is it, 1500 years old now? Something like well, 1,500 years it, old? It, it's flawed today, it's flawed then as well, wasn't it? I'm sorry, 1,500 years old? Where did Freemasonry uh, originate? The Knights Templar. I probably am off by a couple hundred years. Gotcha. But yeah, the Knights I'll Templar... I'll like, give it the Knights Templar. I reckon that's as good as any sort of... So, so would, was, was there something called Freemasonry around back then? Or are you just saying that Knights Templar... Well, I mean, I don't know. It could be they're just the mystery school teachings when you think about it. And that could just go back... Just well, I was going to say, because then you can trace it, it back. Because, I mean, the Knights Templar... I mean, my own personal opinion, and from what I've gleaned from speaking to people that have been in and around this world, because I, I grew up... Um, in a pub in Mayfair, which is, if you look at the Monopoly board, it's the it's the one at the other end, at the most expensive end. So my mum and dad were the proprietors of the pub. So I had a little viewpoint into the whole thing from there, and it was uh, very enlightening to see it from that. I always, whenever I took anyone round that was um, from like another country or, or whatever, I'd always say, don't look around at the street level, look up at the buildings and look at, look at what's etched into the building. Mm -hmm. A huge indicator of where you're at right yeah because masonry like masons you know it's builders basically um yeah it's it's yeah. a it's a hidden hidden knowledge of building structures and you date back to around the knights templar when is like the earliest records i've I, seen of freemasons it's all that's when they built these crazy cathedrals and you know randall everything. carlson talks about that and he's a high level freemason but I mean, yeah, it exactly. seems like the Masons and societies like that that are obsessed with architecture and sacred geometry and symbolism, they all had, um, they they almost somehow have like carried over the technology of architecture from a, the period when the pyramids were built, whenever that is. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is that there's several cultures throughout history that all have this similar theme of symbolism and structure and building. Like, you know, I mean, you're, you're saying Knights Templar, there's also... The Egyptians, there's the Greeks, I mean, um, you know, the Romans, you know, all, all of a common thread of embedding their knowledge and their symbolism into their structures. I mean, if you go to Washington, D.C., uh, Guelph, you'll see the same thing that I'm sure you see oh. in, in your area, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, well, D.C., the whole layout is... Yeah, they went there, didn't they? Mm -hmm. And they filmed mm -hmm. it all. And it's basically what that is, 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 is them um, making themselves as godlike as possible. By giving them this this uh, status up on the roof, I don't know. Is it the Capitol building? What's the big round one where they're, they're all there Capitol. in this massive mosaic as as yeah. gods? Oh, oh, uh, Mount Rushmore. No, he's talking about no, uh, no, he's no, talking no, about the, uh, the, uh, the architecture. Yeah, I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, like the Da Vinci up on the ceiling, like they've gone to that length to paint that into there and make that a thing. And preserve the legacy. Yeah. yeah, but wasn't that made after? Like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were dead. 
a, a lot of the structures in DC were all made way way after. But I mean, which what, what you're yeah. saying is that if it's a secret society, it's not like it's just going to be around that time. It's going to extend forward and into the past, you know, into the future and into the past, you know. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm guessing so. So I mean, how many? If you had to guess, like as far as what's still operating today. Um, hmm. How many secret societies can we even list? I said they're still attending a lodge uh, lodge meeting this week. You're going to and a lodge meeting this week? No, I'm not. I'm not. Someone I spoke to. Oh. Uh, they said they said they're going to a lodge meeting this week, but there's not going to be a full turnout. But hmm. but they've still got to go. Yeah, they're still having meetings around here. We got a couple lodges, Mason lodges around here. He he said it was to talk about uh, cookouts for meals. Or people that work in the National Health Service. Makes sense. Yeah, on the low level, like the Masons are just like around here, they just like get together, have beers, and talk about. Uh, it seems like I on got a low level. Thirty-three on the old clock there. I gotta gotta <laughs> acknowledge that. Ding ding ding. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it seems like uh, a low level Freemasons around here. It's just an excuse to like hang out, drink beers, and everybody get away from their wives because yeah. it's men only. Yeah. Yeah, low level. It's like a fraternity or like yeah. a like a social club. I mean, you know, my my father was actually a pastor growing up, and that's actually the reason he was kicked out of his church um, that he was at for six years, or I think you know, six or so. He was preaching against Freemasonry well, exactly. as, as a, a as a secret society, and he was saying it's it's basically uh, secret societies like that are basically I guess taught against in Scripture, and and they there were so many Freemasons in the church they kicked him out because of it. <laughs> Just to have something secret just seems so alien to the ideology behind the Bible. It's just right. How can you have any secrets from a uh, divine inspiration of the universe that knows absolutely everything? Well, yeah, but I mean, biblically speaking, God has secrets that he doesn't share with creation. That's true. I mean, that was the original sin, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not it was... like a two-sided deal, right. is it? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, was, it was the knowledge of, like, you know, you the tree of the you, knowledge of good and evil, your right? Kids, if you've got kids, you know, when they say, why should I do what you say? Well, you say, because I'm the parent. That's why. I was there before you. Uh, I yeah, but when I was a kid, I, I always hated that answer. I, I don't give that answer. Because I'm like, I don't want you to do this just because of me, because obviously I didn't give a shit about my parents. You know, I want you to do this because it's good or because, you know. You, know, you see positive and negativity. When you, you tell know. them go go to bed at uh, seven o'clock, and because you're looking at you know you want to get your evening Netflix mm. in, and you're and you're chilling, mostly the chilling part, obviously. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the so, one good thing about all this is like it will make or break relationships. What's that? Will what will make or break relationships? Well, the current situation. Well, the, whole, the 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 quarantine. The hope. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. It's a problem with people being uh, locked a in a house. Social distancing is a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. Social distancing is a hate crime. That's the messaging. Yeah. That's the messaging. Oh, I want Bojo Clowns with that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to Photoshop some artwork. There you go. So nobody really gave me a list uh, what, that I was asking for of what... What would be good? No, I, can't, uh, I can't think no, of no, a single well, one. Not, no, just uh, what... Like, not even good or bad at this point. Like... What are some secret societies that are still operating today? Because we, besides Freemason, like, is the Illuminati still going? Because we, I'd say. Oh no, I wouldn't say the Illuminati is still going. I think that's a, a, a red herring. A, a, what's it? A wild goose chase. Well, George Washington, like in the National Archives, they have letters uh, that George Washington wrote about the Illuminati and interacting with them. 
but yeah, it could be done by now. I mean, the thing is, these are organizations of all, by all, the uh, whoever's in charge. Right. All these are just groups of people with various names and various agendas. I mean, they can evolve over time. You know, it, they can change, especially if it's a, the point is that it's a secret society and all of a sudden everybody knows the name Illuminati. They're probably not going to go underneath that name anymore if if that, that original group of people yeah. or their descendants. The ones or the ones. No agenda be a uh, unsecret society. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Absolutely. That kind of fits in with where I'm at. And like, if I want to put something on the record, I've got one aspiration and one aspiration only, and that's to uh, to make sure this thing sticks around long after Adam and John are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's. I think that's important. That's why we're all podcasting because we're all auditioning, aren't we? Just to take over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Nick the Rat could probably do it single-handedly. Him and Zindu. Not with his voice, he can't. He's got a- <laughs> He needs some sort of. Could uh, people listen to him for seven hours a week? I mean, I love him. Don't get me wrong; he's very entertaining. But are, are you um, saying Nick the Rat you, you, is not as charismatic as Adam Curry? Where you put him on the thing, and I thought he was here. Oh yeah, this is your yeah. Skype quality testing call. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so what a uh, Bilderberg group would that count as a secret society? The Bilderberger. No, not in my book. I know about it. Yeah, we know who goes there, too. Okay, what about Bohemian Grove? Uh, yes, and also one of the biggest indicators of Alex Jones's complicity in the whole affair. How he got away, Scott Free going in there, sneaking in there? Who else has done it? Is it still... Nobody. People are still meeting there? I just assumed it stopped. No, they still do, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> that was like his first thing. What was that like Why has no in the one... 90s? Why has no one taken a drone? It was in the 90s. If they're still meeting, like that seems like something you could Can't. just do. Like, fi- find they'll, the area and fly a drone? That's a good question. Down. If, they, if they're going to shoot it down, then just, I mean, have a, have a, 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 a bunch of drones. You know? It's a way out there, though. You probably, I don't know how, um, I don't think drones... How does the drone technology work? Can you? Just I mean, it's got to be insanely advanced at this point because we're killing thousands and thousands of people overseas with drones. No, so. Yeah, but we're talking about a drone you can buy, That's, like well, you yeah. or I could buy. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but uh, there's <laughs> there thing, are still like there the are things. Race, like, none of us can get involved, can we? Because we're citizens. We're right, citizens. right, right. There, but there are still things that you can get on the consumer market that are are pretty. Well, I saw a yeah. video yeah. Where drones, but tried I feel to like penetrate the dome and they couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like after. 10 uh after 10 20 at least 50 miles that drone ain't gonna work anymore because it's it's not like it's i just don't think you can get something that you could fly that far away and still be able to control it i mean i don't know we'd have to look up the distance from bohemian grove to like major roads and shit like that i mean we're kind of talking out of our ass here it is a good question wouldn't it be happening pretty soon though it's happening it would be happening soon this is one of the things I think that the uh, COVID-19 thing is all about. For me, it feels like very much like a uh, occultic move, as in the symbology of 2020 and the, the whole sort of way that they work and how uh, 9-11 and COVID-19 and there's one and there's nine and there's, and that you kind of, that like for me, the, the most obvious indicator was that the uh, in the occultic calendar, the season of sacrifice starts on M- March the 19th and ends on May the 1st. 
and I, I just look at the numbers being chalked up and I think it's it's like a bonanza. Who, how many can we kill? How many can we get on ventilators and jack it up and, and, and get them dead? Yeah. Yeah, those ventilators are a nightmare. So I'm looking at Bohemian Grove. Warfare. It's, it's uh, 2,700 secured, restricted acres. Holy shit. So, uh, yeah, I just... That's probably why the getting a flying a drone in there would be kind of tricky. Mm. I bet, honestly, okay. I bet somebody's tried because they flew drones on Epstein's Island. Like, Listen, we, we did hashtag Storm Area Fifty One. Let's do hashtag Storm Bohemian <laughs> Grove. Well, <laughs> I think they, yeah, I think you'd probably be safer storing in Area Fifty One. Really? No, I just, uh, I don't think you need to really like re enact that sort of. Um, it's just making people aware that the things there. That's that's more important, I think. So in that case, Alex Jones it, did like a good thing. Because I don't think any of us would have known about it if it wasn't for Alex Jones. No, I mean, Alex Jones was integral in my, uh, what I would say, a part to play in what I what happened when Trump was uh, elected. Wait, so if Alex Jones is controlled opposition and the reason we know about Bohemian Grove is because he's controlled opposition, does that mean they want us to know about Bohemian Grove and all this shit and then it's want possible. us to talk about it? It's like a drip, drip feeding so, of soft disclosure. Are we actually doing their agenda at this moment? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah, Alex yeah, Jones is like the training so. wheels for conspiracy theories, so. but he's also like what really um, discredits most people ever looking into stuff too at the same time so right maybe, maybe the goal was to make it all about conversation and no action you know well that goes back to q well that could backfire though couldn't it because you talk about something enough and um eventually people are driven to action true very true very true very I mean, it's true not, it's not going to be me <laughs> i'll tell right, you that right because i'm very inactive I like to be inactive. It's we nine. opened that 9-11 investigation. What really happened there? What really did happen there? We opened that 9-11 investigation. What really happened there? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's JonTron. Reopen that 9-11 investigation. Think... What really happened there? Well, let's do it. Because, um, go on then. What's your, what's your take? Where's it, where's it lie? Man, you could... You could do a, like a 20-hour podcast on 9-11 and still barely scratch the surface, but <clears throat> it's clear Saudi Arabia. If you were going to go for just one, like, like if you were going to say, this is what, it, what happened, this is, this is how it went down. Um, Cheney and George Bush Sr. I don't even know if W actually knew about it, but at least Cheney and George Bush Sr., um, along yeah. with the deep state, CIA, Mossad, Israel, Saudi Arabia... All and Definitely. Osama bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the eighties, all yeah. seemed like they were involved. Yeah. It was like a big like everybody in the world knew about it before mm -hmm. it happened. Like mm -hmm. MI6, British intelligence. Seems to me uh, W was aware something was going on, but he wasn't completely clued in for plausible deniability. You know. <laughs> yeah, his dad is probably the most evil president we've ever had. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Who is the most evil president? Because uh, there's been a few. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people today would say Trump is the the most evil president. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. But, and, yeah. No, obviously uh, we don't, but I think a lot of people out there yeah. would buy into that. That's true. That's true. The uh, the norms. Yeah. I I just don't see anybody being worse Mentally. than George H. W. Bush. That guy was oh, like 
one of the ones everybody says is like Richard Nixon, but I don't know. I, that whole thing about how he's related to Crowley as well. I mean, Nixon. Yeah. Nixon's probably the slimiest. I mean, who's the slimiest president? Probably Nixon. Yeah, but what other president besides George H.W. Bush? First of all, he was a Republican trying to get guns banned. And then also, <laughs> like, every other word out of his mouth was like, we can form a new world order. And this crisis gives us an opportunity to forge a new world order, a new path. And it's like, how many times are you going to say new world order, you creepy yeah. globalist? And the thing is, he was so, like, it was, there was no awakening then. So he did his uh, business so totally unabated. I mean, how they operate now compared to then, uh, you're looking at two different models completely. Yeah. I mean, it was, so, there was so, I mean, the internet barely even existed. You just had got done with Ronald Reagan. Then you got, a uh, who was it? Carter after that. And then you got George H.W. Lied about, he said he didn't know where he was when Kennedy was shot. Now, because of the documents Trump released, we know he was in Dallas that day. He mm -hmm. uh, becomes head of the CIA and is vice president during the whole Iran-Contra scandal. <laughs> I mean, the dude was... That's a. I think Brendan Walsh made the best point, where it's like, people say, like, Putin? Like, Putin was the head of the KGB, and now he's president of Russia? That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And I think it was Brendan Walsh said, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if we had a a former head of the CIA as president, and then his son got elected president after that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> it's like, that's exactly right. Uh, Silent. God. <laughs> oh. Well, I am yeah. starving, so I'm probably about ready to wrap this up. You guys have any final closing thoughts? Yeah, it's fine. We can land, land that plane, baby. Let's do it. I'm in the cockpit. You're, you're, uh, you guys take it into the end zone here. Football I'll metaphor. I'll be putting the bar away, to be fair. <laughs> well, hey, it was nice to meet you, man. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, definitely do it again soon. Yeah, well, I'll you know, I'm around um, due to the uh, current circumstances. I'd love to keep this going as well. It's a, it's a great little thing you guys got going. So I'll mm -hmm. be trying to listen and keep up. Obviously, no agenda. It's just so I'm trying to get out and about driving everywhere so I can listen to more stuff. But right, stuff. no agenda is the number one. As long as you get listen to that, you're pretty much good. It's the best podcast in the All universe. Right. It's BPITU. Just the breath, breath of fresh air every single time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, man. Uh, we you said you're starting your beer deliveries tomorrow, right? Is that the plan? Well, no, they're doing takeaways from the pub at the moment. I don't really fancy going out and about in the morning at, uh, yet because I've still got um, Mary Jane in the pocket. So as soon as that goes, <laughs> I'll be compelled all you to need. do so. I understand. <laughs> well, yeah, good luck with it, man. Hope, hope it keeps getting better. And, uh, yeah. Give give the wife and kids our blessings. <laughs> oh yeah. Have to check right. back She's in soon. Kitty, like kitty tennis, jumping from the baby to the four year old and back again. So she'll probably need my help. <laughs> anyway, it's been a blast talking to you guys. Hey, you man. too, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. Thanks again. Right. Uh, Stay Bye. You know my problem? I watch too much news. You ever watch CNN headline news for any length of time? It's the most depressing fucking thing you will ever do. War, famine, death, AIDS, homeless, recession, depression, war, famine, death, AIDS. Then you look out your window, it's just... Where is all this shit happening, man?
Pretty soon we're all going to be locked inside our homes, known on the streets but pizza delivery guys and armored cars with turrets shooting pizzas through the mail slots of our front doors. And every house will glow with American gladiators beamed in. We are free. Keep repeating, we are free. Don't you realize, don't you see the ground you advertise is far from reality. Oh, I have loved a few, they don't love me 